So today in American Conversations, we have Trevor Fitzgibbons, who's with us, and he is the spokesperson uh, in handling the media for the March to Defeat the Mandates in Washington, D.C. on January 23rd. Welcome, Trevor. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, we wanted to, we wanted to uh, talk to you before the march to talk about the messaging uh, for the march, because Right now, the mainstream media is going to be in attendance. All the networks are going to be there. It's being hosted in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the Washington the Washington Times is going to be covering this. We're going to be covering this. And it's not just the people who are sympathetic to uh, questioning what's going on with the pharma industry and the application of the mandated vaccines around the world. But we wanted to find out about the messaging, the route, the details of it, so the public can know what's going on. Okay, that's fantastic. And thank you for having me. Um, we uh, we think this march is going to turn the tide, and that's what we're excited about. Um, we uh, we believe that enough people around the world, uh, as you can tell by all the marches happening in different countries nationwide or, or globally, as well as here in the U.S., I mean, we have far exceeded the signups. Um, we expect well over 20,000 people uh, coming to this tomorrow. Um, including the federal workers and, in, in, you know, 6,000 federal workers, uh, fire departments here in Washington, D.C., and fire departments from across the country are coming to this, um, you know, with the idea that that whether or not you're for the vaccine, against the vaccine, everybody is against uh, forced vaccinations on humans, on, on people. Forced vaccinations, uh, you call it a mandate, call it whatever you want. It's a forced vaccination. And and just the, the the thought of that is uh it's un-american and it's, and it's inhumane so are you are you also concerned about the children of course we're concerned about the children i mean 13 year old maddie degare it's just i mean it, it's heartbreaking here's a, a young little girl who at, at 12 years old decided to follow her in her brother's footsteps and sign up for the pfizer uh the pfizer the pfizer trial the clinical trial. The, the clinical trial. And and she does it. And um, after her second jab, within 24 hours is in the emergency room. Right. And uh, and then the Pfizer investigator out of the, the uh, Children's Hospital of Cincinnati buries her injury. Right. Claims it's due to abdominal pains when initially the, the ER said this was a vaccine related injury. They bury her injury, report it to the FDA. It's a total cover-up so that the FDA uh, would give approval to Pfizer for the shot for children. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's not an either-or, you know. What if this was your kid, right? I know that it can be saving lives. The vaccine can. And I think that's fantastic. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't address those there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands out there that are being injured. And and that's just in the U.S. And some dying. Tre- Trevor, you're kind of the center of the, I know you well, kind of the center down the middle kind of guy. What what, is, what are your people on the other side of the aisle telling you about all this? Are, are people starting to wake up at all? Uh, yeah, journalists, I think starting you know, to wake news- up. As I said, turning the tide. You know, I yeah. think they are starting to wake up a bit. Um, you know, they don't have a leg to stand on. In, in my opinion, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, some people would say I'm as leftist as they, as they come, you know, I worked for Obama in 2008, uh, as a comms director, I, um, you know, represent WikiLeaks and a number of progressive cam, you know, causes or whatnot. 
but the idea that um, that that the Democratic Party and I call them on it all the time can can spend uh, outrageous sums of money vilifying big pharma when it comes to Medicare and when it comes to prescription drugs. But then all of a sudden, when it comes to vaccines, they're to be trusted. You know, it's just it's 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 this total ludicrous argument. And I think a lot of them are starting to find out because a lot of their friends are being are getting sick. A lot of their kids are getting sick or dying, realizing and recognizing that there's something going on here. Are they are they are they having conversations with you like, you know, look, I can't say this on the air, but I'm really worried about this or anything like that. I mean, you're yeah, getting there, some of, that? of course, there's that, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's this total information operation, which, you mm-hmm. know, so well, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I thought the Russia gate was an information operation, mm-hmm. you know, Harding out of the Ukraine must have had his work done because this thing is to a global scale, you know, and Dr. Peter McCullough says it so well, he's never seen anything like it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but there is this just global push to give everybody a job. And if you can't get it voluntarily, we're going to mandate it and we're going to force it on you. And yeah. that to me is un-American. It's, unholy it's unchristian it's undemocratic whatever you want to call it it's ridiculous no you're in the you're in the weeds of this trevor at what point do you think that the number that the shift actually started to change i didn't recognize the shift until this march and we announced it and i see what has happened i'll be dead honest i think that that steve kirsch um and the people behind this thing we're, we're brilliant to take a chance and to go to go for this. I think Matthew Toon, you know, who is uh, it was his idea to do this. Uh, and I'm not going to say the, the, the network he works for, but uh, his leadership, uh, Louisa Clary's leadership has been incredible to put this thing together. And once we announced it, it was like an idea whose time has come. Right. It was so clear that people would gravitate to it and it would explode. And that's what's happened. I mean, 6,000 federal workers, you know, I I knew the mayor was going to have a tough time. Biden's going to have a tough time, right? You can't say this is a fringe thing. Not when you have 6,000 federal workers, not when you have fire departments, et cetera. You know, but I understand the cops, police, you know, people have mixed feelings on them, right? They're, 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 uh, whatever approval rating goes up and down. Everybody loves a firefighter, right? Everybody does. And I think those things are really important. It's symbolic, you know, that you've got middle America asking what the hell is going on. So let's let's focus on the day of. All right. So my understanding is that everybody is to congregate at 1030 at the Washington Monument. And then they're going to walk uh, on the left side uh, going uh, the, the reflecting pool, yeah. going down, stopping Absolutely. for a moment of prayer yeah. at the war memorials. Tell, give us, yeah. give us sort of like the 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 theater of this thing on on Sunday. I'll tell you this. First of all, it's incredibly peaceful, and we have made it clear that any outside agitators, any extremists from the right or the left, are not welcome. And they will be reported and there will be law enforcement on hand to just take them out because that's not what this is about. Uh, This is about unity. It's in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. And what he stood for, 
when you look at how many African Americans are 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 uh, sick because of the the vaccine, um, it's it's about it's about an American homecoming, and so you're going to have this line of people uh, marching, but not angrily, peacefully, and then they're going to get to the Lincoln Memorial where you're going to have uh, vaccine injured like Maddie DeGaray in her wheelchair, 13 years old, being lifted up onto the stage of the Lincoln Memorial by firefighters, you know, who are going to be wearing. Is that the, is that the opening act on the stage? You know, the run of show is being put together right now, and I have been focused solely on working with the press and making sure everyone's scheduled and getting their, their press passes. So I can't answer that, and I apologize. But um, we can get that information to you later. But we're going to have the, you know, some of the most eminent physicians and doctors in the, United, in the world. You have Dr. Robert Malone, who you know, invented the mRNA technologies among, among the first. Peter McCullough, who was the most widely published peer-reviewed uh, COVID treating doctor in, in, in the world for his, for, for what he does as an for intern. His cardio, for his cardio. Yeah, for his cardio. You're going to have, you know, and, 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 and these people, their lives are being destroyed. They are being vilified by the mainstream media, and they are being targeted in a way that I – I haven't seen since Julian Assange from WikiLeaks being targeted, right? They are going after these guys, taking their licenses, threatening them, suing them. Every, you know, academic degree that that these doctors are getting because of their great work before COVID is being stripped away from them. It is outrageous. But I think that the public is rising up and, and the tide is turning because they recognize how ridiculous it is. Well, let's talk about some of the personnel as we do know that are going to be on the stage because Todd and I have been doing some interviews with some people. Yeah. We interviewed the young man who worked for Bloomberg Media in sales. Yeah. He quit his job a couple of weeks ago. Um, he has a medical exemption, but yep. living in New York was just too much for him because of everything that's gone on in New York. He couldn't go out to a bar. You couldn't go out to a I restaurant. Know. We should call him up, see where he is. Well, well, we, we did interview Jeff a couple of days after he left New York, you know, and, and he is slugging away out there through the, snow, the rain and the snow. He is Jeff is going to be up on the stage. And then um, we also know that Kevin Jenkins who is a black businessman who has uh, traveled to, well, I think 40 states, 62 cities for the last uh, two years. He's going to be on the stage. Bobby yeah. Kennedy's going to be on the stage. Yeah. Just came out with uh, Fauci's book that vilifies him, that no one is. No big challenge. Yeah. Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, you've got Chris Dr. Morgan, Merrick. And Dr. Dr. Merrick. Merrick. I mean, Pierre legendary, Curry. legendary doctors that are eminent. And, uh, you know, it's just great to have everybody there. And, you know, I also want to say one of the folks who won't be there, but whose leadership and vision for this is runs throughout it is Brett Weinstein, um, who has the Dark Horse part podcast that you may know of. And um, uh He's been very influential and very helpful at putting this together. And and he said, I don't want to necessarily be there, have us all there. They, in case they take us all out, we got to have some people left behind. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about the media coverage to date because there was a story that was brought to my attention by another person who's going to be on the stage who's a good friend. Uh, Laura Logan sent me an NPR story that was uh, a pickup from a DC Lines uh, website written by Amanda. I think her last name is uh, Rodriguez. I think that's her last name. Yeah. So it was picked up by NPR at WAMU at American University. She's a, a young uh, journalist. And she wrote a piece that talked about how these people were all coming to Washington, D.C., and it was all as a result of mayor, the D.C. mayor's January 15th lockdown, uh, which is nonsense. Uh, I mean, the the permits were put in back in November. I mean, one could easily say that maybe the mayor decided that she was going to have this lockdown in bars, restaurants and gyms and hotels because you guys put in put in for the permits. And yeah, then what well, did you find out? Because uh, as a result of that piece that came up. I, um, so I actually stumbled across this a couple of weeks ago. Um, there is an Instagram account that, um, that had like a poster that um, stated that very matter of fact, very matter of factly that um, the protesters intended to enter into restaurants and hospitality establishments in Washington, D.C. and um, cause upheavals and to challenge the mayor's mandate directly. And it was complete propaganda. And I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on who's behind the site I'm, I'm, or who's behind the account. I'm trying to find out right now. But that started to spread. That post started to spread, and from, the, from the, that post to the to, to the DC. to national NPR, right, right. And so we actually put out a statement today. Um, uh, <clears throat> a statement I can you know read, read it to us. Okay, hold on. Let me get it. Um, <clears throat> Did you put this on the day book in DC? Oh yeah. Of course. <clears throat> um okay, the statement um Sorry, so many emails that have come in. Um Okay. Statement denouncing extremism and disinformation from the march to defeat the mandates. Organizers of the March to Defeat the the Mandates wish to express complete support for the legacy and commitment to nonviolent, peaceful protests that Martin Luther King Jr. embodied. Dr. King's legacy of unity and peace is the essence by which our march was founded. We condemn all organizations and individuals who would use the march as an opportunity to further their own agendas of extremism, intolerance, and violence. Unfortunately, far too often, opponents to change engage in disinformation campaigns that attempt to turn fiction into reality. For example, on January 11th, owners of the Instagram account in the weeds DMV published a slanderous post that claimed participants intended to enter hospitality venues to challenge DC's vaccine mandate. 
WAMU, the local NPR affiliate in Washington, then reported it, despite the account's lack of substantiation. A false narrative was then created, leading listeners and readers to believe that the march to defeat the mandates was created in response to Mayor Bowser's Washington, D.C. mandate, when in reality, organizers for the march applied for permits in November, well before the mayor's mandate was ever made public. In fact, one could argue that the mayor's mandate was in response to our announcement of the march to defeat the mandates. We have contacted, we have contracted out comprehensive private security who are working in concert with local and federal law enforcement in keeping the march peaceful and in the spirit of Dr. King. Considering recently, recently raised concerns, we have increased our already comprehensive security measures. Participants in the march are asked to please report any suspicious or threatening activity to law enforcement, which will be on hand at the march. We do not welcome extremist groups on any side that condone racism or bring violence of any kind to the thousands of Americans that will be marching peacefully. We encourage the unity of all people, regardless of race, religious background, sexual orientation, or political party behind our mission. United we stand and peace we march. Strong statement. Strong statement. But you got to call them out, right? you know, directly. And, um, you know, um, I had some good advice <laughs> to do that. So, so let's talk about, and including you're going to have speakers and there's going to be segments um, on Vax Injured. There's going to be some performances. You're going yeah. to have some bands. You're going to have a Broadway singer who's Vax Injured with a beautiful yeah. song written by another Vax Injured. And you're talk going to have, if, if I can give a shout out, um, one of the people who's a friend who's going to be performing is Joseph Arthur. And, uh, you know, Joseph Arthur is a Grammy winner. You know, he, um, he's been in bands. He's played with everybody from Coldplay to REM. And he is, he's an incredible singer. And he and I became friends, I don't know, almost a year ago um, when all this kind of started to come about right after I got out of uh, the hospital when, cause I almost died from COVID as you know. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I, I, he, he had a podcast. He's a musician. He also had a very popular podcast and famous musicians he would interview. And um, he interviewed Dr. McCullough. And it was up on YouTube. And he had a great interview with Dr. McCullough, which was promptly taken and yanked by YouTube, taken down. And uh, he had a really difficult time because he called out what was happening to him and other musicians and just the the savagery, the blacklisting, the smears against him. I think in, in within two weeks, he lost his band. He lost his record deal. He lost his booker. He lost um, he lost his livelihood mm -hmm. um, as a musician and couldn't perform, couldn't play. He just had a brand new baby. He and his uh, partner. And uh, so he's going to come and he's playing and he's phenomenal. So. Then, you know, we have high res, we have all these rapper, you know, great, great performers. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. So let's talk about the man who's going to MC the event. Yeah. Adding, add, adding some levity, but in a serious manner to this. Yeah. And, and uh, JP Sears, like, I, I don't know if you've seen his, um, his lifeboat mandate video, <laughs> but it's just awesome. He's hilarious. And that was also really due to the leadership of Louisa Clary, 
right? Our campaign director and Matt Toon, who just saw, recognized, and we got to get this guy. And he is so supportive. And so I'm really excited to meet him. Um, we're also going to have a video coming in from Jimmy Dore. And Jimmy Dore is the same type of thing. But, uh, you know, whereas JP is a little bit more from the conservative side, Jimmy Dore is from the left side. Um, both have, you know, millions and hundreds of millions of YouTube views. So um, so it's great. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. Are you who else? Who else is going to be on the stage that you want to mention now? Uh, there's too many to mention. Um, how, I many, mean, how I, many? How many people? I think there's are like thirty. Be. I mean, there's just there's so many people, and you know, in any other type of thing, I would be like, no, we have you know six speakers, ten speakers, tops. But I just think that there is so much energy, so much excitement. There's so many people from all different diverse, you know, uh, ideologies where they're coming. People are coming from out of the woodwork that like to 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 not allow one of them to speak, you know, who's 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 coming from uh, from one perspective is 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 an insult. And and we want to give people a voice. The mainstream media, for the most part, has silenced these guys, right? You got to remember, you know that, right? Cancel the silence, sure. And so what are we going to do, silence them? No, like, let them speak. And that's what we want to do. We want to be as inclusive as possible and unified as possible. And we're going to live stream it. We're, yes. we're going to live stream it. We're going to be interviewing people and people Todd that are, can talk. are attending. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And, and my understanding is that they're that they're busting people from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida. Florida. Yeah. They're, they're coming up and and they and people are calling because I know that in some some of the uh, people are on you know chat rooms all over the country and they're saying you know are you going are you going and they're saying they're coming. Now what happened uh, in terms of planning this? What was the most difficult thing to get over? Were the were the negotiations with the Park Service and the permits? Was that was that okay? Luckily, I didn't have to deal with any of that, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, it, it, look the 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 frustrate though the biggest frustration I had to deal with, which is kind of like par for the course, is talking to journalists for publications who pr give you their word they're going to report it accurately that this is a march to defeat the mandates and. Then you see the next day and their headline is anti-vaxxers, you know, whatever, just being lied to, you know, and, and you can't just blame the journalist because lots of times he had to come in and change stuff. But that's the only hard part that I have to deal with is pushing back against disinformation. And, um, you know, I just throw it back in their face because you have, you know, this these these agents, you know, I, I like to think of. Um, the media and you know you have an oligarchy right that's what really this is about and then you have the mainstream media um that become the sales reps for the oligarchy the sales mm -hmm. reps for whatever they're selling whether it's war in russia or whether it's uh or whether it's vaccines right and uh having to just fight back against that all the time gets a little bit tiresome but it's important you got to do it and um that's my job do you are you dealing with younger journalists who are calling you that are covering this story? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're not. So are they aware? Are they aware of the history that the pharma industry has had six billion dollars in fines? That executives have gone to jail in the past. Not really. Everyone's so uneducated. You know, not really. There's just this. You know, I see it with my kids and you guys. I mean, there's a generation that grew up online with the computers that believe they can get and do whatever they want whenever they want to. And they have no real appreciation for history and they don't, they feel like they don't need to know it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of those folks have entered the field of journalism. And um, I think there are, there are some, you know, Todd's not young, but I think he appreciates what I'm saying. Like it's hard to find young reporters that have that appreciation. And, and and I, like, I know you, you're not, well, you're kind of young. You're not young, but you, you used to have that appreciation. I'm sure you still do, but um, but I do see some like this. This guy Dan Cohen from Mint Press is uh, he gets it. You know, you've got uh, Max Blumenthal who's coming, who has the gray zone. You know, and that's again on a different side, coming from a different perspective. But that guy knows his history. Yeah, and uh, and he's going to be speaking, by the way, which is really exciting. Great. You know? What is what's Max going to cover? He's going to talk a lot about the oligarchy mm-hmm. and about and about how the media become the sales reps for far, big pharma <laughs> and and just kind of the powers that be in general. You know, we need to move to the next interview, guys. Yeah. Well, listen, um, you know, we're, we're going to keep covering it. Trevor, we're going to see, you you know, in the field. Uh, yeah. We're going to we're going to interview some of the people that you, you're going to be corralling. So we're looking forward to covering this on Sunday and good luck. Hey, thank you so much. Okay. And bye, guys.